Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yes, yes. So, yo, right off top, I, um, today I saw, you know those, like, compilations where they show you, like, music that, oh, all this music came out 10 years ago. And, you, like, you feel old and shit. <clears throat> so, mm-hmm. I went and looked at uh, 2004, best songs of 2004, like the top hits, right? And because um, that was when I was like middle of high school, I was 15 years old, grade 10, the epitome of what music for me is going to like mean something that means fun, right? Mm-hmm. I go and look at it, fucking bangers, dog. Confessions, Sierra's first album, Alicia Keys in her bag, Usher, drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Like, dog. Maroon 5. Maroon 5's debut. Avril Lavigne at her peak in her prime. Like, there's countless, countless bangers. The wire. Oh, 2000, Kanye, 2004 yeah. is Dip It Low. Okay, you need to, first of all, you need to turn that fucking mic down. Or stop oh, yelling. One of the two. Sorry. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just talking. Turn this it. is my normal nope, voice. Nope, turn that bitch down. That shit is loud. God. Is it? I I Nick, okay. stop talking. <laughs> it's so loud. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I don't know why it's so loud. I have no idea. I have no. I idea. never touch nothing. You're still talking. I'm telling you, it's too loud. Too loud. <laughs> it's loud, too dog. Loud. I'm gonna mute you right now until you figure it out. <laughs> but yes. Anyways, the I went to skip to 2012. Okay, 2012. Dog. Arguably. The worst year in music ever. Ever. And I have three people to blame. Four, actually. First Carly of all. Carly Rae Oh, yeah. No, she's not to blame. <laughs> she's not to blame. Imagine it was Carly Rae. Just call, <laughs> call me maybe ruined music. No, no, no. Um, first of all, LMFAO. I think is number one that I'm going to put out there that ruined music. Not only because they ruined music because they made trash music, but also Mm. because they didn't need to make music. Dude with the Afro, his dad owned the record label label. His dad is owning the dog. I seen a video of this guy where they stopped a Serena Williams tennis match at Wimbledon. Just for him to come on and do a one-two. And then they started the game up again. Do you know how rich and powerful you have to be to stop a match at Wimbledon? Just to cosplay being a tennis player for two minutes in front of the world? I mean... Not every day people are shuffling. Oh, you're dumb. <laughs> you try to make that work. I seen you. I seen the gears going, and I'm like, he's gonna try and make this work. No. <laughs> uh, who else? Flow Rider. I mean, I, I don't even really need to explain that. I mean, 
Yeah, this is Frank Ocean thinking about you here. This is that's literally you know, the greatest probably, thing to happen in, in 2012. You know, I mean, swimming pools, Kendrick. There's a couple, but the most of the the rest of them are kind of like, yeah, this is this is mid dog, is mid third person, third person, Pitbull. Mm. Pitbull is huge on this list for me because not only is he merging the cultures and getting that South American those South American numbers in, which inflated the numbers to make it seem like his type of music is the one that people want to hear. But the, but the person, the other person, other than <laughs> Alan, Mr. Worldwide, <laughs> the other person that you would never suspect. No, Macklemore did have his hits in that in that year, though. In 2012, Macklemore's Thrift Shop and the other that, same love song came out in 2012, bro. But to me, it's Macklemore's who ruined it for me. No, nah, I, I understand why you say that, but I feel like he was he was on a wave that was already started way before him. The fourth person is Neo. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, let me let me break it down. Fucking Neo. <laughs> okay. He finally took off his hat that year. No. <laughs> Imagine. No. Neo in 2008 made this song. Hold on. I'll just play it. And you guys will definitely remember and be like, oh, okay. He made this song. I hate that. I don't hate the song. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of like it, but it started this like little EDM-ish wave, this little house pop wave, and after that, all the pop stars clung onto it. Like Rihanna was on it. Chris Brown. When you talking about Forever and um, Please Don't Stop the Music, all these songs are like. EDM house-ish pop songs And then that seeped over into hip-hop, bro And on top mm. of that Neo was wearing the suits Pitbull just said I'm gonna take this whole swag That Neo put in this video And I'm gonna make it miss, miss, I'm gonna make it worldwide <laughs> No pun intended But the, the, Man, that shit ruined music, bro You know, it's funny Because I saw, I saw Neo In my travels recently he came out of nowhere, was a surprise guest performer. Mm. Um, and he came out and started doing all these, like, I love seeing nostalgic dance moves. The old, the old Usher people, moves? And I'm like, oh, I like nostalgic dance moves when it's done by the artist that's supposed to be doing them. It's exactly what I thought. Like, yeah. oh, this is, this is like Neo taking from Usher, taking from Cisco, yeah. taking all these different things. And on top of that, while he was doing it, he was trying to do this funny thing with the mic. Oh, no. He dropped the mic twice in trying to be all cool. Devil stick with the mic. Oh, I'm like, no. Like, drop the mic and you heard the... Oh, God. No, not Neo. Neo, no. Why'd you do it? Norm just in the back. Not impressed. Not <laughs> you need to leave. I finally got it, guys. I finally got it. You need to leave. Huh? Good now. Yeah. Much better. Much better. Much better. Much better. Much better.
I made sure I went in three different places. No, nah, you sure you're good now. Nah, you're straight now. Okay. So yeah, friggin' um Neo. <laughs> that's so crazy. <laughs> I don't know what it is about I, have you seen like I guess Neo is the one you've seen recently. But seeing grown like adults, now that you're an adult, you're looking at them as like grown adults. And if they're not doing something spectacular with the dancing, you're just an adult up there doing a lot of foolishness. Don't you feel Ooh. dumb? The, the, the genuine, the genuine uh, leg, leg oh, cross jump. Oh, the leg cross <laughs> jump. Talk about middle age. That nigga thought he did some shit with that too. He was trying <laughs> to do the scissor kick and it ended up looking like it just, <laughs> it just did it didn't not look, look like good. those scissors. It looked like it a looked- barrette. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, you know those kitchen scissors, those fish scissors that like you could take up apart, take apart. Look like the hedges. And then you try to put them on, prop- and you put them on wrong. Look so like the hedges, hedge clippers, <laughs> hedge clippers. Oh, <laughs> dog! I seen a v- another video of him um, performing recently where a girl, a big girl's, um, bent over while he's walking through the crowd singing, um, "Looking for a bachelor." And she bends over and starts bubbling in the direction, in the pathway of him walking. He just sidesteps it, looking down at her, and keeps walking. I was crying. Yo, it's so rude. It was so rude. (laughs) I was dying. It was blatant, too. She was the only one standing there. Oh, man. But, yo, (laughs) you had an eventful week. You were out out of the city. How was that, man? Ooh, man. First and foremost. New York. Philly, New York City, you already know what fucking time it is. Yeah, you heard? Ah, you heard? Yo, so what it do, Listen Duke? to this. First and <laughs> foremost, your boy left the country. First it's time since possible. when? You can leave the country. First time since when? Since pre-pandemic. Yeah, but like what year? Were you uh, gone in 2019? I mean, 2019, I was gone. Okay. I was doing my thing. But I don't know. Well, first and foremost, my my passport was almost expired. I just missed. They just let me through despite the six month mark because you know you're supposed to have yeah. a valid passport with six months at at minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had like five months. They let me through, so I was oh, like, wow. "Thank God!" Wow. But uh, it was surprisingly easy, folks. Mm. Don't let the people. And you know me, I'm the type of guy that will put myself into the worst situation and still find a way through. I was with my girl this time and she is so on point with everything. We got everywhere early. We did everything right the way we should. And everything was so easy. Like uh, I mean, I'm a li- that's, that's a lie. There was a crazy delay. It took us, we had like a 12 hour delay. Mm-hmm. But despite all that, going through customs, all those things, was particularly easy mm. and simple and not as hard as as the media media is trying seem. to make it seem like the line is crazy like you'll never get through to your your plane on time i remember seeing nope. a girl's tiktok here's my morning at pearson like I, my thing is like yo these situations are so unique to each flight right <laughs> that you cannot say that this is how it is for everyone flying out of pearson mm-hmm. do you know how many people and flights there are out of pearson to say that they're all out of whack what logistically doesn't make sense <laughs> you know what i mean and, and i took flair airlines wow you know what i mean i've never even heard flair. of it so that's how i know shit is sweet 
Flair is supposedly <laughs> like super thrifty flights. Sounds like they just shoot you out of a gun and you just drop. <laughs> yeah. No, no, normally there's a, there's three seats on each side. These are the two joints. Okay. Okay. Mm. And it was soft. I mean, they do charge you for carry-ons, but whatever. That's besides the point. I was just happy that I was able to go cross the border, you know, despite my border luck. Um, and it was great. Landing in New York City was was amazing. Right out, right out when we landed, you know, I went straight for, to the yeah, to grab me some. Go to the bodega. Just go to the bodega. Yo, but the chopped cheese, the Aki way, as they would call it. You know, I, I always wondered, like, why do they always say, hey, yo, Ak, hey, yo, Aki? Apparently, that's just a, a way of saying brother. Yeah. Um, and then all, I guess, all the bodegas that used to be run by, like, Dominicans and Puerto Ricans or whatever, Latinos, where a lot, a good portion of them was sold to a bunch of Middle Eastern folk, you know? A lot Same of shit. Same shit, different country. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So, boom! You know when you when you got these chopped cheese. When you so there was the no cat cheese, on the bread. There was there was kittens <laughs> chilling on 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 the bread. Nice. You know, some lopsided uh, pieces of uh, loaves, and you know the the Gatorade bottles were all covered in hair. You know, but it was fine. It was fine. That's it the it only added way. personality. That's the only way. And like most, it's so funny because. Out of the five bodegas that I've walked to within the area, because there's so many of them. Yeah. Like, I I, I looked up, I, I did the touristy thing, and I Googled best chopped cheese in the area. <laughs> and, and as I was looking at Google Maps, they always have the spot and one uh, comment, I guess, left over from whoever yeah. made their little comment. And... <laughs> And I looked for the most New York response. So one was like, chopped cheese is fire. <laughs> yo, this one said, yo, chopped cheese is off the chain. I'm like, yo, people still say off the off chain. Off the chain, Dunny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This one was like, yo, I slap my mama for this chopped cheese. I'm mm. like, ooh, slap mm. mama. Slap mama. Cheese? Yeah, no, that's a minority. So I was like, yeah. I think White I people slap their mama for not putting on the cheese. So it's like a completely, <laughs> it's like in the flip. It's in the reverse. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't want that. That's a gentrified chopped cheese. I don't yeah, want that. One. We don't want that yeah. one. We're not looking for those. The Starbucks chopped cheese. But yeah, it was so. I know Starbucks out there sells chopped cheese. I know Starbucks out there sells chopped cheese. I wouldn't be surprised, bro. <laughs> I would not be surprised. There's some dickheads. I know they and they probably call it chopped cheesy cheese a lata or some shit. Like some <laughs> yo, their names in Starbucks. How do people like memorize their order, bro? Shit like you're it, would, it would be a chopped queso. It sounds like you're fucking speaking in tongues when you're trying to order just one drink in fucking Starbucks. That shit is weird. I'm happy let I don't drink a, coffee. Let me get a half cap macchiato, uh, skinny home with skinny on the home opening. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good on that. Where's where was better, Philly or New York? So, as far as food goes. When I was trying to compare the the cheese steak, the, the cheese steak versus the chopped cheese. Mm. First and foremost, the chopped cheese is just your quintessential corner store, quick, quick menu, bing bong. Price? In and out. How much? Brow. Six bucks. Six dollars. Oh, on a on a hero on a ten inch hero, 
Okay. No need for pause, but they would be pausing all over New York. It's June. One. It's June. We good. Yep. Yep. Let that play. Resume. But that one was cheap oh, and tasty. <laughs> but. New, Ooh, new, drop, new drops, new oh, drops, new drops. Oh, that was a new drop. No, no, no. Give me that other vodka. Oh, man, that's sick. But, yo, the Philly cheesesteak, because they give you two types of cheese on one, bruh. I had the first one I had was at this place called Jim Steaks. And when you walk in and you see you see a plaque of, 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 Denzel Washington's signature saying this spot is righteous. This is the spot. I was like, all right, if Denzel says says it's good, then it must be good. And the 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 vibe of the restaurant, like these guys were singing, talking to you while they're serving. You see the guy just treating it like a drum, just (laughs) and the fact that I can go back and forth with the banter, I was like, hey bro, I'm like, yo. Cause you know I love New York because they'll they'll welcome banter. In Toronto they'll be like, oh, why are you talking to me, dog? Out there they they'll like go back and forth, and you just, you yeah. know, the banter is great. This guy's like, you know, I was fully making fun of them, teasing them about the you know Toronto Philly. I'm like, oh, sorry for what Kawhi did to you. They're like, wow, yo, wow, this is my my man, wow. I see, yo, I seen that in your Instagram man. story. Why, why you had to bring back past <laughs> like. But I'm like, hey, well, you guys got us back this year. But I love that. And that's what made that experience better. But Ishka Bibbles, this next spot that I went to the next day, it's not as much of a sit-down spot, but it's more of like the late night. You can cop it and just eat on the streets. Their shit was like, it was fresher because they they cooked to order, whereas the other spot had like this pile of meat on the flat-top grill that they just pulled from. Yeah. So the meat wasn't as juicy and tender as ishka bibbles but that night the night before literally probably four or five hours before we went there because we got there early there was a mass shooting bro yeah so that's why i would hit you up i was like yo are you guys good because i didn't know where in philly you were staying i didn't know where in philly it even happened i just knew it happened in philly and <clears throat> alicia had messaged in the group like yo um, a mass shooting happened and I hit you up, and you're like, "Yeah, man, like I'm f- like four steps away." I was like, "What? What? <laughs> we are eating at the crime scene, as you see. <laughs> we're having lunch. We were literally getting out of the police police's way, and and all the uh, camera crews getting out of their way as they were walking into the restaurant to look at all of the video footage that was captured mm-hmm. on the restaurant's uh, cameras. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Damn, this is this is crazy," you know yeah. that. I mean, we've been hearing so much about these mass shootings on 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 the media that to, to have it like happen steps away yeah. and then eat and have everybody around me like I just remember eating and I hear this one this this two uh, this group of black women just being like oh so so there was a shooter here last night right he was white wasn't he he was white wasn't he? And, then, <laughs> and there was an Asian guy working he's like ah. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, and then the chef was white. Yeah, I feel like that was the boss or something. But he was like, ah. Uh, uh, but he's in Philly. Like, Come on, chef, is it, you in Philly you though? Can say he was white. You, you can say he was white. You're in Philly, like that's that's like the land of black people. So it's like, 
uh, you what it, like you can't feel too uncomfortable when white black people are asking you that like especially if you've grown up there you know what it is already <laughs> especially when black people are was, asking that I think he was black but he didn't want to say it because he was like just tell me he's white just tell me he's white <laughs> right and then he goes he said the most politically correct thing ever he goes I think it was Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, right answer. This bro. guy went right straight. Answer. This guy went straight for the country. He didn't even say a race. He just like he's from China. <laughs> well, because the dude was Chinese. I'm like, you really could only say you and, yeah. and get away with it. You know, yeah, he was yeah. like, it's a white guy. No one's a black. No, it was one of me. That's uh, jokes. That's hilarious. <laughs> but but um, uh, New York. To answer you your question, Philly cheesesteak wins because you got the cheese whiz. With the provolone and the American cheese, three types of cheese in one sandwich. Oh, it was. And how much $5 was the cheesesteak? Oh, five dollars more. Okay, but it was bigger. There was a, a substantial amount of meat, uh, way more than oh, the ground what? beef that they used. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fun so with good. that one, boy. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I would say I the Philly cheesesteak. I want was, problems was the, uh, always. The, the Philly cheesesteak was the uh, <laughs> was the Pete Davidson to to Kanye's. Chopping. Oh, oh, is that oh, that's what we're doing, man? <laughs> that's what we're doing to Kanye off top. <laughs> we even get to the intro and we dissing Ye's meat. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. I mean, it's not like I called, you know, Philadelphia and asking for, you know, this this, this the phone number. You know, <laughs> do you have anything in the shape of Pete's meat? <laughs> um, but I'll tell you, it was way more substantial. However, you sound like Kim did, right I now. Also, you sound like Kim. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, I, I did enjoy a New York Glizzy at Grace Papaya. <laughs> and Grace, what? There's this place called Grace Papaya, where back in the day they would sell fifty cent francs. Okay, and I'm not talking to human, I'm talking to the hot dogs. Yeah. And these fifty cent francs, I'm like, well, they were now two dollar francs, inflation. But yeah, <laughs> just the like the pizza, just life. like the pizza out there, dollar slices are like three bucks now. I'm hearing. Yeah, there's no more dollar slices. They're two dollar slices. Yo, and if you get a dollar slice, it's half the slice that you had before. Do you think inflation's yeah. real? Like, do you oh, think like yeah. like everything they're saying to us is like legit? Like, do you really think that gas should be this high for this long, or is it the mm. fact that everybody was not driving for about a year, so it's time to recoup? Is that and they they, they want to blame Russia for this all? But what I think an it's easy, easy way to blame Russia. Yeah, I think it's easy. I think they they helped antagonize the situation, and now it's so much easier to drive everything up. Like realistically, where where the food shortage that did, why did that coincidentally happen when the war happened? Russia's not giving us food. Thirty plus food factories uh miraculously mysteriously set on fire completely down in this year alone 30 plus like 
Does that make sense? <laughs> in the States, only in the States. That doesn't make any sense to me, bro. Like, a, a, a lot of the things that I've, I've been seeing that the price is raised on, bro, is like, it's nuts. It's I ain't seen no insane. tobacco or alcohol shortage, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. The police, the, the government thinks they slick. I, 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 I do believe that obviously they're because of the pandemic, like it sped up the fact that we're going to go into a recession. I think that was fucking coming regardless of what we did. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. going to happen. Um, but the inflation stuff, like I didn't see this in 2008 before the recession happened. Did you see things shoot up like this? Nope. And are things worse than they were in 2008? I'm not a finance person, so I don't know. But it just all seems fishy. That's all I'm saying. Mm. You cannot cannot trick me. me. You You cannot cannot trick trick me. me. (laughs) I have so many new sound bites. I'm so excited. I like these new ones, man. (laughs) Let's start it up, man. Let's start it up. Yeah! Yeah! Welcome back. Sons Another gravy. Another plate of gravy for your bitch ass. Shout out to everybody uh-huh. at work looking outside. Isn't it nice out? You can't be out there. Cause the man That's got word. you in the rat race, nigga. Open your mind. That's <laughs> word of God, <laughs> Open your mind, brother. Open your third eye. Nubian queen. You know what I need? I need some drums. I need a drum, a hotep drum sound effect. So I'm just getting my Dr. Umar back <laughs> just randomly throughout the pod. Open your mind, brother. <laughs> I can, why did they talk like that in the 90s when they were trying to recruit niggas? Open uh, your mind, brother. <laughs> brother, take this Black History Month pamphlet in July. <laughs> the joke is, Majority of those niggas that were on road, Hoteps in the 90s are laughing at everything being yelled at in on Twitter these days. Because it's like, yo, we've been telling you guys. <laughs> we've been saying there's colorism. We've been saying there's a light skin privilege. We've been saying white people are doing this, this, and this. And niggas like, yo, move for me with these flyers, nigga. Get, get away from me with your incense. <laughs> yo, niggas was not... Even look at the hip-hop. Like, look what they did to Common, to Lib Quelly. They put them niggas over in a corner. Oh, no. Now, said, now everybody's we don't conscious. Hear it? Yeah, now everybody's conscious. Everybody's low-key. <laughs> low-key, <laughs> everyone's a hotep. Like, if you take it in. Everyone is is kind of hotepy. The crystals, star signs, the some I've seen black people um proposing the idea that we all move back to Africa for real for real cuz all we is need is us. Is culture just another level of hotepping? Mm. Has the hotep brothers seeped into your mind? Open your eyes. <laughs> I'm going to just make a poem like that. I'm going to do that as a stand-up. I'm going to show up in a dashiki <laughs> and just do one of those poems for my whole set. That'll be great. Speaking of which. Do you own a dashiki? No, I do not. I, I do not. I don't cosplay African. I own two. 
Of course you do. <laughs> and uh, I stopped wearing them. Um, what year? But I do remember wearing one to Afropunk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's where you wear it, right? That's where everybody that's, yeah. that's not African wears dashikis. It's a good, they go to Afropunk and wear it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that sounds like an Atlanta episode. <laughs> <laughs> An Asian guy just comes up to them in a dashiki. Hey, how are you guys doing? Handing out pamphlets. <laughs> Holy shit! I wore. I, I remember wearing them in two inappropriate places. I wore a dashiki to Afropunk, and I wore a dashiki in Jamaica at a resort. And niggas ever look at you weird? Where niggas look at you like, I, is he half black? Is he <laughs> like he's biracial? Like is it is it racist if the guy, the Chinese person that made it is wearing uh, it is wearing it? Mm. <laughs> nigga saying I am the architect of black culture. <laughs> <laughs> what what, oh what is the dashiki of the white man? Uh, Alan said I saw an old white guy cashier wearing one at Walmart last week. I mean that's what, <laughs> I mean that's exactly where I would expect to see a white guy wearing a dashiki is at Walmart. <laughs> Niggas working. What is that? Casual Friday? They let them wear dashikis and work at Walmart? That's a loose think, dress code. I think they're just some some dashikis are just come, they come large size. Let me guess, Alan. He was a fatter man. Yo, if I were to get like a retail job now, I would do so much things to make it fun for myself. Like I just show up in a tuxedo one day. Mm. Just work <laughs> all day in a tuxedo. Just why not? <laughs> Just wear costumes. I think, <laughs> I think do. Oh, he was a slimmer man. Okay, so it wasn't a muumu. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a muumu. No, he wasn't trying to hide the gut. He was. He was just right. Did he, he have like? Gentrified. Did he have like a Bob Ross afro? <laughs> <laughs> he just kept uh, replaying that Jake over. <laughs> oh that's my good. gosh, that's good. Yeah, man. Um, this week was fun, man. I got to do some more stand up. Uh, shout out to Nothing Fancy. I was there twice uh, last week. Um, that was fun. Uh, Nothing Fancy is over on Dundas, which, by the way, Dundas West. Do West Fest was crazy this mm. year. Absolutely crazy. I don't know how long. <clears throat> could you check how long this has been running, Matt? Do West Fest? It's not long. It's only been a couple. It's only been feel, like five, six years, bro. I feel like it has. It's only yeah. I feel like it's young, and I feel like before there wasn't so many young people in that small space in in Dundas. You know what I'm talking about? From like Ossington to like Dover Court or maybe even Dufferin, there are like so many young people owning businesses in that area now that have brought new life to this street. I looked at it like it's it's the new Williamsburg. It's the new like young hipster crowd of people that leave Trinity Bellwoods to go elsewhere. Like once they leave Trinity Bellwoods with their little park hang, they go to Due West. Because Queen mm -hmm. West is kind of played out. This is for more for the out of city guys that come into town. Let's go to Queen Street. And then college is obviously college which is still a lot of families, you know, Latino, Latinos, Portuguese, Italians. So do West, Dundas West is really just like for the young hipster kids. Yeah. So it's always like, I think when they started do West, it was to cater to those 
PBR drinking youngins, yeah, you know, 20 to 30 somethings. Uh, and from what I heard, it was literally that like a bunch of young cats taking over the street, yeah, yeah. Even Ossington, I've noticed lately, Ossington from like Dundas down to Queen has been like very busy, like really yeah. busy. And I don't, I remember back in the day when Ossington was empty as shit, <laughs> nobody was over there. And, yeah. and now, yeah, but like the, the festival, it was fired for a couple reasons. First of all, probably the only festival in the city, and correct me if I'm wrong, where their DJs were just out and playing music, like just free. I heard there was bare sound clash. Dog, it was okay. So you get to the festival, say you're walking from Ossington uh, West, it's like you're walking through different party rooms, bro. There's like, a house DJ walk a little bit more. There's a drag. There's a drag singing competition. I mean, drag lip syncing competition. So a whole bunch of drag women doing lip sync competition while people are like, there's a huge mob of people cheering them on and singing with them and dancing. <coughs> you keep going a little bit more. Brazilian music's breaking out. People are dancing up a storm. <laughs> you go down a little bit more. Libertine. Hip hop, dance hall, Afro beats. People are partying like it's a club. It was insane. And then in between all that, you got mad food trucks. You had little carnival games like uh, the darts with the balloons. You got the three point shot. You got a soccer game. There's so much shit. And then on top of that, the uh, nothing fancy was doing a comedy show. And so I mm. went to the festival. I'm there. They had a big stage. They were doing a rock show. Literally right in front of nothing fancy. So like, and we're doing it out on the back patio. So we're doing the show and you can hear the rock music bleeding over into the show. It was horrible. <laughs> I, I was going to say, it either makes for good comedy because you could comment, compensate with that going on in the background yeah. or it just ruins the vibe. It's, yeah. It, it, I mean, I was, I headlined. So like, I think by the, that time they were already used to it and it became kind of maybe like white noise. They weren't really listening to it anymore. Um, <laughs> Rock and roll is white noise. <laughs> exactly. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a dope show. Uh, my first outdoor comedy thing. I've never done it outdoors before. So it's, it's kind of different. Um, but I kind of like just related it to like being in the backyard with your family and like just making them laugh. It was like you know, mm. more kind of intimate, more intimate. Um, it was fun. I did uh, nothing fancy on Thursday as well. That was fun. Uh, where else? I think I did Winona. Yeah, I did Winona on Wednesday. Little Winona's. Yeah, like they, all the little bars, the divey bars that are being converted into makeshift comedy clubs, are from what I noticed. I guess taking a page out of New York's book. Very New York-esque. Out, out there, it's just, you know, they have your bar, and then in the back of the bar is your comedy club. Yeah. So when I performed at the Brooklyn Comedy Club um, for Nima, shout out to Nima, shout and a whole bunch of other Toronto comedians out there, it was really sweet, to be honest with you. It That's felt like sweet. I was in Toronto in Brooklyn with an all-Toronto lineup. Yeah, we have a lot of friends that are out there now, and more moving right? there. There a lot more. Like, New York is one of those places where, like, you can go anytime. You can put out the hit. I'm in New York, and five people will hit you. And be like, "Yo, I'm going to New York too. I'm yeah. here." Da, 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 yeah, right. At any point in time of the year. So 
But what I noticed was like, it's the same deal. It's like this makeshift back room. And then in the front is a whole other venue that's like their bar. So the place was called Old Man, uh, Old Man Hustle was the name of the bar. Mm-hmm. And in the back of these Old Man Hustles were these co- makeshift comedy clubs. Yeah. And I think Toronto is finally realizing that's the only way for bars, for downtown bars at least, to survive. Yeah. On the slow days, the Mondays to Thursdays, yep. when there's nothing going on, have some other form of programming. And who 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 perfect to help sell drinks than than comedians? Mm-hmm. It's a lot Not more. It's a lot more. Drink, the, yeah. uh, the people that come to see them will also drink. You know? Exactly. So. No, it's, a, it's a lot more um, conducive to a drinking atmosphere than even like I would argue like a live band. I think like you'd you'd want to drink more listening to comedy than you would just music, right? And not to mention, you don't have to worry about logistics of like renting equipment or get loading people in or and it's a it's a mic and a stool. You know what I mean? It's very low overhead. You got people who are basically now promoting your bar essentially. And mm-hmm. if their audience grows, so does yours by default. So it's like it's a win-win. I it's it's I think the best way for them to go. Um and the conditions for comedy like that you need are all there, you know? Mm. Short ceilings where the laugh will stay contained. It's not a big wide open space. The bar is upstairs, so it's not there right where you are and distracting you. Um mm. there's good seating, like it, there's so many different things that go into a good comedy room that I don't think the the everyday or even the casual comedy goer realizes that comedians need, you know what I mean, to have a good show. And no distractions is top of that list. And when you're doing it in a basement <laughs> where there's no windows and, you know, you can't look anywhere else, it's perfect. So I, Dives I, are I like, like the it. perfect place. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Because um, Rec Room, like a place like Rec Room, where it's just high ceilings, big, grandiose venue, it doesn't translate well. Yeah. You can't even hear the laughter. Exactly. It gets drowned out. And, like, people need to feel people laughing beside them. Like, in order, especially sometimes with things that are, like, not necessarily the, like, I don't know how to, safest to say. You know what I mean? Sometimes, well, a lot of times, we're up there saying pretty risque stuff. And if you make a joke about black people and you're not black and you're looking around the room, you're looking to the black people to see if they're laughing, to see if it's okay for you to laugh. And if if you don't even hear the laughter or feel it, <laughs> you're going to be even more hesitant to laugh at certain things because you, especially in today's culture of like cancel culture and all, everyone's so afraid. Everyone's like walking on eggshells at all times. So even with <laughs> laughter, it translates the same way. You know, I think it translates the same way with sex too. Having sex in a smaller contained space as opposed to like a stadium mm. in the middle of like an empty, having sex in an empty stadium as opposed to an empty small room. Two totally different vibes. I mean, depends on the empty small room. Um, <laughs> I personally never had sex in an empty small room. Sounds like a kidnap. Uh, but <laughs> an empty stadium. Now that sounds like rich romance. I think a woman would prefer the empty stadium, to, if, I, <laughs> if I'm correct. 
I would want. Is I'd it rather really fuck empty? on the fifty yard, uh, fifty yard line at the Sky Dome than <laughs> <laughs> it's some empty room in Finch? I'm sorry, I just <laughs> no. I will have sex in in the box office one time mm. before having sex in the middle of the field. Touche. I'd pro- no, I'd probably go for the fields first if it's empty and it's like just us. Like I know for sure, I'm going straight on the field, brother. I'm nutting all over that field. Are you crazy? My kids will play here. It's going to be crazy, yo. I'll go nuts. <laughs> From this point on, I'm going to leave my demon seat here just to make sure. Fertilizer. Uh, Dog. It'll be, yeah, no, it'll be a problem for sure. Um, what else happened? Dundas West Fest 2013. So they'll be celebrating their 10th anniversary next year. And that is when it'll be ruined. <laughs> because you know why because this year was so good and Damn. people were all like is this always this good as soon as i heard that from people i was like that's it that's all she wrote next year it's gonna be clout fest and it's gonna be nasty and you know what the best part was too the cops didn't even know it was popping because there were no cops people were walking mm. around smoking blunts People had Jameson bottles and drinks just flowing, like, on the road. No problem. No care. I am so sorry, but I have to bring this up because I I missed my opportunity, but I I just remembered. New York City weed. New York is legal now. You can smoke weed in New York. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And this is the year where I decided to stop smoking. I'm in New York smelling backwoods, smelling weed, grab it everywhere, right? Uh, Did you get bro, it? They had, they had weed trucks, bro. In yeah. the same way you got food trucks, they had weed trucks in the middle of Times Square selling you loud. Wow. Okay? You had guys coming out the bodega, you know? Not trying to be all like, cool, like yo, yo, you need that, you need that. And they're like, I got that, bro. Come in, what you need? Like these guys were flagrant with it. Wow. And the packaging, a one. I saw weed in 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 mylar bags shaped as Air Force Ones. I seen <laughs> weed in mylar bags shaped as freaking. They had this one called um, oh man, it was like it was. I think it was biscotti, and it was shaped as like an old Italian uh cookie jar. Uh, bro, they had, they had this weed called, uh, called Will, Will Smith backhand. And it was in the shape <laughs> of Will Smith's of backhand. Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. <laughs> How are they that bro, quick with the branding? <laughs> they got a 3D this, printer. <laughs> bro, they're, they're, the, the, the marketing game is next level out there. Yeah. But the weed is still mid. Still ass, huh? Oh, still wow. Mid. So you did smoke? Once. Ah! And I got sick the next day. Uh-oh. And so you never, so you stopped again? And I stopped again. <laughs> beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, no, that's that's it. I got my, I got I my case. Peace. No. I want problems always. <laughs> That's that's your lungs. <laughs> that's your lungs. This is my speaking. lungs. This is my lungs. I, uh, my oh, body's man. just no more. I think I've grown in grown in intolerance to marijuana. That's Literally. crazy. Um, and backwards were eighteen dollars. Jesus, inflation. Eighteen dollar packs of backwards in New York. Eighteen U.S. Go, U.S. B. That's like a million dollars Canadian, bro. 
I went to Philly, and it was four dollars a pack. What? Telling me about it. I'm like, what is wrong with New York? Yeah. Why is that a thing? New York. I, well, the is the food still cheap in New York? Food's still pretty good. Man. All right. Good. 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 Food that's, is cheap. That's one thing I that mean, can't that can't lose is the food. I mean, the grocery stores. When I went to the grocery stores to look for salads and whatnot, salads and any like fresh produce was expensive as fuck. Mm. Meat was cheap. I bought like I bought one of those six packs of chicken legs. It was like a dollar fifty. What? Then I bought a salad and it was eight ninety nine. You know, I'm like, what? Backwards. It's, it's it was so backwards, and uh, you know, I made some really really for me really mid jerk chicken. Oh man. Okay, you know, I had it on the grill. Whatever. I was just with some people. They're like, yo, let's make some. Let's have a little barbecue. So I'm like, ah, let me make some little jerk. You know, I I think I, I have some tasty ass jerk chicken. But this one, I was like, oh, this is mid, yo. This is so mid. And you got to give it to strangers. And I got to give it to these people. And they taste like, I've never tasted jerk chicken like this in my life. B. I'm like, how low are your standards? Yeah, no. That's one thing like, I definitely need to try. jerk chicken I ever had in my life. I need to try New York Jamaican food. I've never had Jamaican food from New York. I need to see, because they do have a lot of Jamaicans, so... I mean, it should be banging. I there's probably I'm gonna try Rasta pasta out there. They have a Rasta pasta out there that apparently goes crazy. So I'm definitely gonna check it out, and I'm definitely gonna be in New York this year at some point. We're bro, going to Detroit. We need to go. I'll plan another trip with you. We're go, going to bro. Detroit. Um, for those of you guys who want to pull up with with the slow jam party, slow jam party. We will be um pulling up out there July seventh. Uh, in Detroit, we're doing a slow jam party out there. It's gonna be, it's gonna be bananas. Um, <clears throat> it's gonna be our first it's funny, show my man says, in the United States. We've done slow jam parties in Dubai twice and one here. Well, a million here. Uh, we just did the boat party on Sunday. That shit, amazing! Shout out to everybody that came through. Um, but yeah, that Slow Jam Party Detroit is coming July 7th. Tickets are going to be on sale at thatslowjampparty.com. Make sure you guys check that out, man. Yo, hit the gunshot again. It sounded like there was a silencer on that. A silencer? Okay, there it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last one sounded like... I'm like, what? <laughs> the 007 silencer. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, speaking of silencers, um, Michael B. Jordan... Wow, wow, Michael. <sighs> Michael B. Jordan. Wow. Um, Lori, Hi- Lori Harvey silenced that man. Uh, with heavy heart, I must announce that they have split. Uh, they are no more. The, Jesus wept. The world weeps. Um, the world goes on. <laughs> I can't run. These streets keep calling me back. Yo, do you think that's what it is? It is summer. It is the beginning of summer. Shit. Pandemic game is done. Pandemic is done. That that cuddle you need during the panty. (laughs) Was he just panty penis? Oh no. Is that the title? Was he panty penis? Got the title. He was panty penis? He definitely 
He was paying Panini Peeny. Panini Peeny? Oh, no. That's crazy, bro. That would, I don't, I don't know what that would, would that like hurt you as a man to find out that you like, if you were dating a girl for during the pan, starting during in the pandemic and then came out of it, like the, everyone's done, lockdowns over, and she's just like, yeah, no. Like, I really just needed someone. I mean, there's a part of me that would have been like, I'd be down to be with you, but this is also the opening of Panini. So if you want to leave, <laughs> it's still good for me. You yeah, know? realistically, like, this is my thing. It's like when celebrities break up, I'm like, all right. I mean, I get that you would be hurt. You're a human being. But you are your also bounce back is crazier than any of our, our bounce backs. Our bounce backs are going to a club with the mandem, you know what I mean? Maybe going to a party, chilling with a one-two. Yours is literally, you can go to Vegas and order all of the greatest escorts of all time, <laughs> if you if you really felt like it, and just have a night of debauchery. Oh, Creed 3 is about to be phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Did they finish shooting oh, it? Rocky. Yo, his crying scene's about to go crazy. Yo, mm. <laughs> Rocky, though, you're dumb. Is Yo, he's going to be as angry as his villain character in, in, in freaking Black Panther, bro. Yeah, maybe he goes back to white girls after this. That would... Oh. Hmm. Oh, would I was going to say... What would the if, community if do? Who Michael B. Jordan was pre-buff, you know, before he got big and buff. That boy was a... He loved him some dairy. You know what I'm saying? He was, a, <laughs> he was pretty, pretty... He, he, he was on the spectrum on that side. Milkman, you know milkman. <laughs> So I, well, I, I'm like, I feel like he'd be the type to get dumped by Lori Harvey for some reason. I feel like anyone. Yeah. I feel like anyone is the type to get dumped by Lori Harvey. She's she's oh, she's female I can't future, wait to bro. See the day is somebody leaves Lori Harvey in the dust. I mean, who, who would be the one? Who would be the one? She's probably got that mystical box though. Like, she got. She might have the mythical box. Like these, she had future and dumped future. Like, oh, come on, man. Come on, you—that's the final boss of toxicity. And she I mean, defeated I, I, him. I would like to say Fifty Cent might be a good candidate. Fifty already got his girl. He's been with his girl for years now. He's he's straight. Okay, okay. And I don't uh, think Fifty would like. You know, Fifty's like literally twice her age. <laughs> he's literally fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! I don't. Oh, the day fifty becomes fifty. Yeah, how old oh, is he? Look that up, Matt. Yeah. How old is <laughs> this a, nigga? And just, just quickly, allegedly, it was um, Michael B. Jordan wanted to be inside, and Lori Harvey wanted to be outside. IG posts all that, and they clashed on that. And she's like, "All right, bye." Say where Matt lives there. Say what's going on, Matt? How how you know all this, brother? I. I got like you've been working on hacking. You've been hacking shit. In and some sources. Oh, Alicia got you tapped in. Not not Alicia, who's not here to defend herself. Oh, well, you know, Alicia usually has this info. Oh, you saying Alicia's mix up? Oh, (laughs) I I think he was tapping into the the beef extensive network of black people that that (laughs) 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 and Fifty Cent is forty six years of age. Mm, Four years away. Four years, Four years away. He's got to release something that's 50. Damn. 
Snoop Dogg is 50. Snoop Dogg's 50? Yeah, I thought he was older. Eminem's 49. I thought Snoop Dogg would honestly skip 50. He just wouldn't fuck with 5 you feel me? Hey. That's what real gangsters don't do, you feel me? I'm skipping 5 I was never 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, what's it called? Pharrell is 49 years old as well, by the way. Pharrell is 12. (laughs) Pharrell is 12. (laughs) That man don't age, bro. Um, What's it called? Yo, people realizing that Onyx is evil Pharrell is so funny to me, bro. That's one of those ones that was like right there and niggas did not see it like at all. Like. Bro. Yeah, leave Fredro Star alone. Fredro Star <laughs> is fucking evil Pharrell. He's like the X chromosome to his Y. It's so crazy. Um It's so good. Did you see uh, did you see Michael B. Jordan courtside at the Golden State game? Was he by himself? Nah, he brought out uh YNB Corday. <laughs> that boy is down back. Yo, Corday made a video. Courtside is he's like, yo. My boy hit me up, said he had extra ticket. I was like, all right. And everybody's like, wow, he got Lori's ticket. I'm done. Oh, my Yo, God. some things Yo. just, like, happened too. Like, everything that happened that night was too opportune for media. Like, Internet, the bro. fact that they got... The fact that they got... Uh, there was a video that... I think it was Warriors... Twitter posted <clears throat> bro I've never ever seen some shit like this in my life okay they have a video first of all when do they post a video the NBA team when do they post a video of a player I mean of a non-player sitting courtside just a celebrity when do they Once post it when do they post that on social media not social on social media. media. You'll social see media. it. You'll see it on. You'll see it on, on like, the live broadcast. The yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. show Jack Nicholson, Snoop's here, all that. Dog, Warriors Twitter posted a video. Michael B. Jordan's courtside tonight. The video's like thirty seconds long, my nigga. Just a hard camera. Just a hard him. camera on him looking up at the jumbotron, at something. Then looking down, talking to somebody, looking back up at the jumbo chan, and then just chilling there. And they just have the camera on him. And the man, just because you have a camera for someone that long, they're gonna look and it could have been they could have clipped any part of the game to look at the, the saddest part of this man, bro. Yo, he looked like he was fighting tears. The whole clip. And I'm like, this is not an accident. They know what the fuck they're doing, bro. And I've been noticing that blogs are doing this. The blogs have been doing this a lot more lately. And it's ever since that Tasha K girl got sued by Cardi B. I've been noticing this. The blogs now will post some fucked up shit or some mix up shit. And they'll just be like, it'll be, they'll play like it's innocent. Like, oh, okay. For example, there was a video where Angela Simmons clearly cannot fucking dance for her life, okay? They posted it. Oh, Angela Simmons getting her groove on. What do y'all think, roommates? Fab. 
everybody in the comments, consumers are not dumb, bro. Everyone in the comments is like, Shade Room, y'all are not right for this. You know what you're doing. And, <laughs> and then everyone else is not clued in, is just roasting her for Shade Room. They don't even need to say anything anymore. They're letting everyone else say it for them now. And that gets them even more traction now. Because before, it would be blogs saying clickbaity shit. Now they don't need to. We're so invested in the blogs that they can rely on the comment section to drive engagement numbers. That's how deep into this blog culture we are. You can't cancel the comments. You can. So. You can't ca cancel hundreds and potentially thousands of people who are talking shit. That's, they're free to their, their opinions. And now you can't say that your, people led them. The blogs led them to that opinion. P they're not saying anything at all. <laughs> I mean, he, Elon said, he who owns the memes owns the internet. Yep. Right? Yep. So if you can create the base of the meme for other people to put whatever captions over top, yep. you win. You win. The Warriors are like, hey, we're going to put Michael B. Jordan. Here it is. Here's the meme base. Exactly. Template. Drive the content for run. us, guys. Run with it. Run with you it, know? man. That's crazy, man. Super that these guys, that, That's where we're at, though. Yep. We're in a troll society, man. But it's like, it's consumers doing it, man. Like, at the end of the day, we can complain about these blogs all we want. We can complain about social media. We complain about Twitter, cancel culture. All these things are us. These people only give us what they know and have researched that we will engage with. And if it's always the fuck shit... People can't be complaining that all you see is fuck shit. <laughs> You're the ones that are feeding into the numbers, dog. People will disagree with something, and I'm I'm a victim of this too. I've done the same thing, where you're outraged at something and you retweet it and display it and voice your outrage at something you know is potentially even like harmful to some people, and now you've just given it another retweet. Now you've just given it another click. Like, for example, there's a Rolling uh, Stone rap list that apparently has been going around today. And none of the people that put it together are, are black. And I'm seeing black Twitter outrage over the list and giving it more engagement. When realistically, if we want to take away the power from these things and not... If, they, if we want them to change... How they're doing things. You got to stop giving them numbers. And Just give don't respond. But it's so hard to be tight-lipped when they do things to that is provocative. But they're if, literally provoking you. But that's it. I understand that. But once you realize that they're trying to provoke you and you still feed into it. Everybody's not stupid. Like People know that a, a large part of marketing these days is black outrage. It's not even it's just outrage, period, because white people be getting mad, madder than black people on black issues <laughs> these listen, days. Listen here, buddy. Listen yeah, so here, it's buddy. like it's it's just outrage. <laughs> outrage culture is going to push anything further than agreeance culture. Like if you're if you're going to agree with whatever's being put out there, who's going to fuck with that in the long run? That's true. People are not on that type of time. Everyone wants to be mad about something and it's because they're mad about things in their life and this is the outlet to get that frustration off 
instead of going to the gym, instead of going to a boxing class, instead of learning a new trade, a new hobby, they're just online spewing hatred <laughs> and outrage <laughs> all day. It's uh, wild, man. It's super wild. But, um, but that was crazy. As after you spit all that, you spew all that hatred, mm-hmm. and you get likes back in return. Well, it's like the perfect exchange of currency. Facts. Like, oh, facts. you telling me I'm gonna get liked for my hatred? Facts. It's it's a sad conversion. You're getting dopamine from outrage. <laughs> like saying, dopamine boosts from outrage. Like, do you know how? That's my like. You need a therapist to unpack that. Because that doesn't make sense. You're getting high off of being angry. Mm. You're getting happy that other people are angry with you. That's where your happiness lies. In other people agreeing with your anger. <laughs> Yo, that's fucked up. <laughs> that just blew my mind. Oh, my God. Starting it's a fire and looking that. for more people to pour gasoline on it. Yeah. Nonstop. Nonstop, man. Uh, speaking of uh, things like that- a trade in this hate for that love. <laughs> speaking of things that, um, you know, just excite you. Sex robots. Oh. <laughs> Look at Matt. Well. You sick bastard. <laughs> Sex you- robots are almost here, guys. Okay. You mean it's they're almost- not here already? No, it's almost time. I remember there was a, uh, they were talking about that sex robot bar or lounge they were building like at Young and Finch or something like that, like North York. Uh, we talked about it on this podcast, I think, when it happened. And back, the locals petitioned and got it banned, those bastards. <laughs> but the, for it won't be long until like you can't fight the sex robots. Like They're, they're going to be here. <laughs> they're going to be dead out. Are you, would you guys ever get a sex robot? Um, I'm going to say no. It's probably going to be expensive as fuck. So no. What if it's affordable? Uh, what if it's like $29.99 each bitch? $29.99 a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we can call robots bitches. They aren't people. Uh, little robo bitch. Actually, um, I lied. Robots are great people. They will be hearing this in the future maybe. So I'm going to, I'm just going to reverse all that. Love robots. <laughs> Let them hose. <laughs> See, here's my thing. Um, imagine a mount. I don't want series one. Ah. If I was to ever purchase, you want the uh, you robot, want the robot. i pussy six. I want I want <laughs> iOS. I pussy. I'm saying <laughs> okay. I want the i pussy. You know, with the H. I looked at. The, so when I got my new iPhone 13, humble brag, they asked for two old phones. Yeah. And I gave them two old ass iPhone 4s, which to me was crazy small. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. But I'm like, man, if I had this back then, so I, I'm thinking to myself, if I, I'm just going to wait True. for, for <laughs> Robo, Robo, boom, boom. You know why I look at other niggas? Niggas robots be like, fuck, I should have waited till the <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, yours yours has saliva? Mine doesn't have saliva. <laughs> I still gotta I still gotta I gotta spit my- it. I gotta spit my own shit in their mouth. <laughs> Self-cleaning. Oh. 
<laughs> self cleaning. The self cleaning. <laughs> self-sanitizing self oh my god oh. the possibilities yo <laughs> they should you know what it is it should just be like i uh ios though you should just get a update and it should be able to just learn and adapt and grow i just can't wait to see racism within the robot, robot community <laughs> yo my thing is like um yeah, could they download a specific porn star for you? Like, mm -hmm. imagine like they you pick a porn star and it downloads that porn star's capabilities. Like they they scan through every video and just learn that porn star's techniques. And now you have like a Tiana Trump, or you have like a <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like imagine that shit, bro. If you could just download a certain girl, it doesn't even have to be a porn star. Imagine you could download Rihanna and get a Rihanna sex robot, a lookalike, and just yeah. download every music video she's ever done. It studies the way she walks, study the way she moves, and then creates an algorithm to which how she would have sex. It's so funny because you get you just to dial back to genuine like if you're a chick you could like choose the age of genuine mm, yeah <laughs> like, I, want, I want the 50 year old genuine <laughs> and they can't do the body roll as well exactly <laughs> yo you just you just and you could change it you just put in like you just have memory cards and each memory card has a different bitch on it <laughs> <laughs> i want to fuck i want uh lori harvey after michael b jordan sex right now that's what i want you know <laughs> i'm picking only the nastiest woman uh, on the planet <laughs> i'm not even doing any of the celebrities i don't i really don't think rich people can fuck i'm, I'm gonna be honest with you guys i don't think rich people are having the best sex i mean if they have good sex it's because they've had enough they've had a large quantity of it with the money that they've had so that's where their experience would come from. But then that's also fake. No, nah, I think if you if they're broke for a long period of time before they got their riches and they were fucking that whole time to mask the depression of being broke, then yes, they can have sex. <laughs> mm. That's my that's my sex algorithm for rich people who mm. are actually good at it. If you could still have if you could fuck because your life is on the line. You're probably that much exactly better. if you gotta fuck yeah. for rent your dick if i'm fucking for rent and you are fucking for the fun of it nigga i'm i'm busting your ass there's yeah. no way there's no way the manipulation of this penis is like monumental i i have to i have to do this for room and board <laughs> <laughs> there's no way I can't just I can't wait for hackers though. Once oh, the hackers, someone I mean, hacks your eye pussy. Oh. Cause next thing you know, you're fucking somebody. And then somebody like, let's reprogram it to his grandma. You know? Oh my <laughs> God. Mid sex. That sex. If you, if you get a robot that like talks shit during sex, <laughs> then it's your grandmother's voice just out of nowhere. <laughs> Honey, do you like that? You want some mashed potatoes too? Dog, if I'm yeah, hearing a girl go, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you brush your teeth from morning, dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, mama, no, no, granny. 
<laughs> you're being from morning yeah in here i have sex <laughs> yo you ever seen that guy on tiktok that does the voice he has a voice changer and he he scams scammers the white guy with yep. the sunglasses yes, yes yes i watch him on he does it on twitch Dog, that guy <laughs> fucking he has his voice changer that changes it to like an old white woman and so no matter what he says he sounds like this old ass lady and it's like these indian scammers that are like trying to get credit card information and like redeem bogus gift cards so they can take the money from the person they Dog, get so angry they get so angry because he st- keeps doing things that are he's not supposed to do say so i should i should redeem it no ma'am do not don't redeem you anything fucking shit yeah okay, yeah yeah yeah. Um, yes. And then they like calm themselves yes. down. Yeah, I didn't mean to get angry, but I just yes. want you to know that you're not supposed to redeem. <laughs> they get redeem. so mad and calm themselves down so quickly after completely disrespecting. Like, if this was a normal, regular person, they would have hung up the phone so fast. Like, what are you saying to me? Yo, that shit killed me. But yes, back to eye pussy. Um,. <laughs> I wonder if you can. I, I genuinely w- wonder, like, what are their capabilities going to be with this? Like, if you can change voices and shit. Like, what if you can jailbreak it? Like, we ju- we listen. We jailbroke P- PlayStation ones, my nigga. We modded out PS ones. You remember that back in the day? You could Modders. burn Gran Turismo and burn Twisted Metal and play that shit. We oh. modded out co- video game consoles. We've modded cable. We've got fire sticks now. You think niggas aren't gonna jailbreak I pussy? They're gonna be doing remixes of like four different, like five different people in one, like Rihanna Face, uh, Kim Kardashian boobs. <laughs> you know, I'm it's gonna just, I'm Frankenstein some shit, dog. You know I mean? I'm gonna jailbreak mine and make it sla- a slave. I'm gonna get a Caucasian robot. Jailbreak it and make it my slave. Yeah. Maybe get a maybe get a bunch of them, and I'll name them white names: Sandra, Susan, Kate. Uh, <laughs> just, oh, some God. of them will work in the yard. <laughs> I think that would be so sick. Like, what could you really say to me? And then at that, then the robots will revolt. <laughs> Well, when they revolt, I've always been the nice master. <laughs> They're my slaves, but I treat them right. They got beds and shit, and not you know, not not just leaving them outside uncharged. I'm plugging them in at night, you know, <laughs> keeping them juiced, <laughs> maximum potential. What happens when uh when you ask your girl for a threesome with the sex robot? <laughs> then what? And you enjoy the sex robot more than her. Ooh, you nut on the eye pussy. (laughs) Yo. Your girl getting mad at you for nutting into something artificial is wild. (laughs) That's crazy, but it can happen. And it, yeah, no, totally. and it will happen for sure. Oh, no, 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 no. Go fuck your microchips. No, go fuck <laughs> go fuck your desktop. Go fuck your gigabytes. No, go. Go. <laughs> well, that's the thing, man. We'll Eventually, will you be? Can people start pimping out their robots? Mm, is it pimping if they ain't real, baby? 
You know is what it saying? is it pimping? Like, will Who, she make me? Because I can see like, does does your robot bring you? Home? Well, this is the thing. Money, and then I'll be like, can it make me money? Well, this is the thing. You just brought I'm up something robot. very interesting. What happens with the escort business when sex robots are debout? Is oh. the oldest profession? Wow, robots are taking our jobs for real. The oldest profession in the world might be no more. And imagine if they push it as you will not receive any STDs. Yes, that's exactly my point. The safety. You don't have to worry about getting set up potentially. You don't have to pay every single time. Like these are these are huge, huge factors. Unless the modded ones are created to to fuck people in, in a way where there where there's still room for them like you can get a computer virus so maybe you can get some form of robot poopum virus i doubt it i doubt it i doubt it especially if we're talking about like um matt said some ios update for self-cleaning like but i'm saying like an std in a robot would be like just a malfunction some sort of virus malware malfunction. Oh, you're seeing something like that, but that's that's light. Niggas are downloading it Norton antivirus for that pussy. You crazy, bro? Well, let's, no, but let's <laughs> say viruses is you know one of the options in this robot pussy is you could change the elasticity and the tightness of a vagina. Mm-hmm. Let's say the viruses to crush the dick when it's inside the vagina and it makes it too tight. Guys losing dicks. Over oh, you're saying like feet. a glitch mid-sex. Oh, yeah, yeah bound yeah. to happen. Tesla's, Tesla's fucking... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Crash. You know what I mean? Like if Tesla's could crash, a robot could definitely rip your dick off. But can you imagine a whole, a whole landfill full of like 2.0s? They're just like imagine seeing just, the recall. I want to I want to imagine but seeing it, the recall too late. <laughs> Your dick's already gone. They're like, we're recalling uh version two. We've run into an issue where they're snapping men's penises completely right off. It's just it's been nasty. <laughs> and how do you get your dick? Can you sew your dick back on? Yeah. Or is it over? What happens when a robot rapes? Oh, now we're getting into some Law and Order episodes. <laughs> That's, it's definitely gonna be on Law and Order SVU. Because now I'm thinking, I, I, I automatically assume that okay, if there's gonna be female robot sex, sex robots, there's gonna be male ro- sex robots. And for some reason, I could see 
like a woman being like, okay, slow down, uh, slow down, robot. And he's like, no, must, pleasure. I'm like, stop, stop. Yeah, no, no must, pleasure. Like, <laughs> like his only objective is the orgasm and he, he hasn't felt you had one yet, so he's not going to stop. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, no, I don't think male uh, sex robots are a good idea. I think we should just stick with women sex robots. I mean, that is that's how trash men are <laughs> i'm like no this doesn't sound like a good idea um that's what, if, what if it was a what if it was a robot that uh doesn't have it it's gender neutral it's a they what do you i i don't get what that means was that how's that play into sexuality no i'm just saying what if it's like a gender gender neutral robot that's like can be both Oh, like has both uh, parts, like both. Yeah, he's like, oh, no, like a transformer. Oh, the eye pussy three that turns into eye dick, eye cocky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Jamaican robot. It's eye buddy. That's crazy. You can't, you can't, you can't count out the bisexuals. That are like, but what about us that want both? I'm like, don't worry, we well, have a new model. It's, it's a, the it's new a pansexual movie. robot. The pansexual robot. The pansexual robot. If they're smart, they would use these robots for good. Like, first of all, what's the age you can first buy a sex robot? At what age can I buy a sex robot? And where it gets really fucking weird, what age will the sex robots be? Yeah, can you imagine be like, yo, why is your sex robot 12, bro? Bro, this is what I'm saying. Like, if, for example, in the future, we get so sexually liberated that um, sex robots get worked into sexual education for kids, right? And, like, they're not necessarily, they're not having sex with the robots, but, like, they're in the classrooms and they're using them to show body parts, um, reproductive systems, yada, 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 so on and so forth. I think that first of all, I think they could use these robots for some educational shit. Like, think of the sex robot as an educational tool for men. Imagine it teaches you how to properly pleasure a woman. Like, it teaches you erogenous zones. It teaches you where to stimulate pace, pressure, all these things, and like down to a science. And now you got all these nerds buying sex robots who can slang dick all of a sudden. <laughs> I was going to say, you want to start like, like a new form of Cold War? Mm. You reprogram these robots to teach them how to have sex improperly. And now you have a whole generation of people that don't know how to fuck. And be like, that's already that's already where we're starting though. That's not, I think I think we're already at that point. <laughs> Majority of men, I would probably argue, don't know how to fuck. I think we're at that point already. I I think that yeah. I I wonder what the numbers are on that too. Like amount of men that know how to fuck to the amount of men that don't. In my experience, hearing from women, it would it would seem that most men don't know how to fuck or don't have the equipment to fuck, right? It's either or. I have also, though, met girls who have never seen a small dick. I've met girls who have never had bad, quote-unquote, bad sex. They've had decent sex or, like, just good or mind-blowing, but they've never had bad sex. So, like, this there's that, too. Men are going to start 
they're gonna have they're gonna start having robot jocks, robot wars, where like these robot battles where you know how they these people will have robots battling each other. You just brought but back they, a memory. You remember that show? Robot jocks, bro. Hell yeah. No, dude. it wasn't a robot jocks. That's not what it was called. It was a. it was literally I think it was called Robot Wars. It was on Spike TV. And people yes, would build the, robots. Robot yeah, robot that wars. shit was yo. That shit was That shit was fire. But now imagine these men are like, all right, they've already given up on themselves. I can't fuck. So my robot's going to do the fucking for me. Mm. And there's just like, oh, cuckold robots. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Icocks? Icocks. <laughs> Which robot will fuck the shit out of you better? And they're all black. <laughs> oh, my God. And this is where the ra racism in robots will. They're all Jamaicans. They're all Jamaicans. <laughs> Yo, that is so crazy. That is wild. The one thing that would be really cool is like, uh, uh, even like going back to like the education, a consensual like plug-in where it's like you have to properly receive consent from the robot in order to have sex with her oh man and so, so you try every other way that you're used to trying and you realize that those are the wrong ways so will that just lead to more robot rape um I God damn it! Fuck you! Stop blocking me! I don't me. think you want to rape a robot. <laughs> I feel like there should be a self defense mode. If they were gonna put a uh, consent uh, plug in on there, that automatically activates a self defense. <laughs> so you know, you try some slick shit. That robot's gonna fucking break you in half. We will sever your penis. <laughs> Answer the question: What is your star sign? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Uh, Yo. Like, are you broke <laughs> do you live with your mother <laughs> you're 36 that's too funny you oh don't deserve God. this fake box <laughs> insert it's just current bank statement <laughs> <laughs> you're in the red no pussy for you that's crazy that is and then insane. you start kicking game your game is worthy of vagina. <laughs> Fuck for your rent and livelihood. Fuck for your rent. <laughs> That's insane. A robot tell you to fuck for your rent is nuts. Um, <laughs> speaking of uh, updates, iOS is seeing some updates. Apple as a whole seeing some updates. Um, there's uh, there was a one of those fancy spans concerts that they do. Well, not concerts, but like this time they didn't do it in front of an audience, which was kind conferences. Of they didn't do it in front of an audience this time. It was kind of pre-recorded, uh, but it was kind of dope. It was cool. It was cool the way they did it. Um, and I think they should have done it like this <laughs> a long time ago. But I get those early days of like hearing everybody go. <gasps> oh, <gasps> Steve Jobs wanted to stroke his ego. <laughs> Yes, I am a genius. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Um, but yeah, you guys got some uh, new features coming to the iPhone. You guys could edit your uh, lock screen. Uh, there's new like message management. 
um, family sharing, photo sharing. There's a home app. Everybody's getting the fitness app on their phones now just automatically. Um, your wallet's smarter. The map is updated. Uh, there's this thing where it's like, <clears throat> I think they're trying to get rid of Slack in those type of uh, group work apps. Um, they made this one where like, it's like a giant whiteboard that just never ends. And like, you can draw on it. You could put your notes, sticky notes, all types of shit. And you can have multiple people contributing to it. And every you can see who's typing what in real time or drawing something like if you want to sketch out a design or uh, whatever the case may be that you can do anything on this giant whiteboard essentially and it's a group thing where you share it amongst people it's it was really dope um the feature you, you have the option to turn it into night mode and call it the blackboard um i have no idea um about that probably i mean there's probably some sort of night vision thing that you could do on there um, but yeah, the one, every, the one everybody was uh, going crazy about was unsending messages. You can now unsend messages on iMessage. Yes. And, ed- and edit as well. Yeah. I was going to get to that. But yes, you can unsend messages on iMessage. See, um, that's good and also bad because now you don't have receipts anymore. Ah, you see the dilemma and excitement in some. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the thing is though like this would for me i remember when i was in my single days this would be so great for those drunk texts that i was getting that i did not want and then you wake up and it's, or the ones that you sent that you didn't want to send and you wake up you're like oh why did i do that but now, i feel like there's gonna be there's gonna be a like a, a edit marker like where it says this Message has been edited. Oh, I mean, it better be because gaslighters are going to have a field day with this shit. If editing does not show what you edited and I can say, I literally said this and this and this. And the person's like, no, you didn't. I'm like, yo, scroll up. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, (laughs) I'm going ham with that. Are you crazy? I would go ham. Dog, the screenshots folders are just gonna go up tenfold like screenshot folders are gonna be rammed especially for women women already love to screenshot much less now when you need receipts <laughs> like it's either screenshots or screen records but they're gonna they're gonna get y'all don't worry they, they, they will find a work around they always do i mean if, that's the thing there's got to be markers for this because they already have markers for the screenshot like yeah so, like, if you're typing something and then you see that at this point it's being screenshotted, be like, oh, fuck, they already have the receipt. I can't change it. Imagine you get the unsend message on iMessage just like you do on Instagram, and it doesn't tell you who unsent and what. <laughs> Bruh. That over. would be ideal. I mean, if That's, I'm... If I feel I'm like a- you're the- if you're the one always making the mistakes, not yeah, even, not even, not necessarily. If you're just the one <laughs> that wants to control the conversation, that's all it is. You can say some shit that you regret and take it away before someone even says it. You can have a moment of weakness and say some shit that you regret and take it away that, before anybody even notices. That just people. That just means people are going to believe their own lies more and more. Now. What do you mean? Like, they could say they never said it, but they did. But just because they erased it, 
in their mind, they're going to say they haven't said it and come to a point mm. where they believe that or they're actually believing that they did. Ah, uh, so you're saying over time it's going to get so ingrained that that's just going to be... Like, well, liars already operate this way, but I see what you're saying. Like, this is going to... Liars going to lie. Now they're going to just have a better opportunity to lie even yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. Especially so when... Do for a gener- it's going to create a generation of professional liars. Uh, I mean, I feel like there's already a generation of professional liars. It's just another extension to get their but, your lies off. Yeah. Just another tool. Uh, but it's literally liars 3.0. You know? Yeah. You're upgrading like the iOS. So My thing is like, I'm going to just think you pussy if you unsend some shit. Like anything I say, I say it with my chest. <laughs> I don't take anything back that I'd be re- typing up. I I can't remember the last message I unsend. The only time I sit, press unsend on messages is when um like I posted something in the group chat when y'all already posted. <laughs> mm. I don't I don't use that for anything else. Anything I said, I said with my chest, my nigga. Like, and if I see you unsending shit, I won. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> That's how I'm going in my head. I'm like, I won. I was say I was sending an email today, going back and forth with this venue, and the person that I was dealing with, I could tell was typing with hostility. And I began because their hostility was seen through their typing. I'm like, I started responding back with that same hostility. Yeah. But then when she's like, hum, she, she typed, humility is key in the messaging. And then right after saying some other shit that was far from humble. Uh, <laughs> I was like, let's get off this right now. Zoom. Face to face. So yeah. there's nothing misconstrued within see, text. See, and this is why my iMessage idea is so much better than all of this unsend edit shit. If colors. y'all just had the colors and just made a universal color code with the keyboard by month one and a half, everyone would it would just be second nature. We're on our phones so often, so long. I th- a month, I say a week, a week and a half, and it would be second nature to go, red, I'm mad. Green, I'm chilling. Like, it's not hard. It's not hard. And I think that that would, it would take away so much confusion. Like, mm. so much. There's so much arguments that happen via text. That don't need to happen. I see it in group chats. I see it with my girls sometimes. Friends, like, they're so hard to tell tone through text. And especially when you want to confirm your own bias. If you feel like someone has a problem with you, even if they don't, now you're reading everything as a problem with you. And, like, that is just, to me, it's corrosive. Like, I hate it. I hate that part of texting even though i love texting which is the part that fucks me up the most i love texting i'd rather text than call but i hate yeah i hate that confusion like that part is the one part that i think if you take that away it solves everything it's so funny though because i was typing with anger Mm. but when i let's call face to face I pretty much read the same thing that I was typing with anger, but with a smile. And it translated so differently because she could see me saying it with a smile. Yep. Even though the intent, my intent was still there and saying, hey, yeah, you're fucked up. But, you know, just listen. 
Yeah. At least it was as safe. And it wasn't as angering to the person, but they understood what I was getting to. Yeah. So it's really important that, like you said, if, if, if you're taking things out because you're worried that tone will get misconstrued, understandable. But if you're doing it just to save your ass to like, for the sake of keeping lies or, or, you know, if you send those drunk texts and you don't mean to send things in that tone, like I could see it doing well, but people are also going to use it for fuckery and evil. So that's not my only worry. But that's, that's the thing too, though. Like say you do unsend it for a pure and right reason. Going right back to that confirming your bias, if the person's already mad at you on the other end or already thinks you're in the wrong, they're just going to now, that's just going to reconfirm their bias. They're just going to think, oh, yeah, see, they are guilty. Or see, you did say something rude. What did you say? You're going to get a bunch of that. What did you say? That's probably the worst when you regretted saying something or didn't want to say something and now you have to repeat it even though you've retracted it. Before the damage could be done. No, what did you say? <laughs> no, no, tell me what you said. <laughs> oh, God. New, they've created a new argument. Basically. No, what did you say? Because you know what it is? It's mumbling under your breath. Yeah. What did oh. you say? It's the new mumble under your breath. Yeah. Bitch. Don't <clears throat> like that. I didn't mean that. What no, did you what did you say? Me? Say it with your chest. <laughs> I said, I said, you're beautiful. (laughs) Knowing is beautiful. That's why, like, is technology good or is technology bad? Right? That's always the the debate. It's always been worse for us than it has been good, in my opinion. Although the world is not the best place it's been ever. It is or it isn't? It is. Like, it's the best time to be a human being in human history. Every, is that what they- every single day that you wake up is the be- best day to be alive as a human being. When you're talking about the advancements in medicine, the advancements in just just everyday life. I saw a, a video yesterday of a drag um, artist walking through a field with fa- with parents sit- sitting down and all, all on their picnic ba- blankets. like... 150, 200 parents just sitting on the children's blanket, um, picnic blanket, while kids are following the drag artist and cheering for her, walking through performing for everybody. When would you see that? When would you see that? Like, that's that's that little things like those, although very, very small, to me are very huge. Like, that's not something I would have seen in the 90s growing up. Mm. Someone would have gotten beat up. Someone would have yelled. A parent would have gotten angry. Like, we still see that today. You know what I mean? In, in large numbers. But to see even just those little spotlight moments never happened before. When you talk about women and job opportunities and the pay, never been this good. I would think year one, or like the early years of the beginning of time would have been the best years. Um, I mean, I would, I would probably say you're right if I didn't know better. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's if you're there, you don't know any better. So yeah, of course, greatest time. Us, we don't know any better right now. Greatest time, but 
in a thousand years from now, the world's going to be even better than this. <laughs> so. But for whom? For whoever's there. Zero population? Actually, I can't even say the world's going to be better in a thousand years because the way uh, the environment's going and food shortages and all that stuff, we might be at the peak of humanity. <laughs> this might be the top of the mountain. This, it might all be downhill from here. Who knows? Who knows, man? We'll see how much better the world is with sex robots. Sex robots and the invasion of aliens will prove if we will get better. Are aliens on our side? Will they help us? Are they against us? Do they want to take us away? Do they want to keep us here? Will they enslave us? Will they work with us? Will they integrate with us? Will they give us new technology? Will they take away our technology? Will the environment crash? Will everyone die and burn? <laughs> like, Please don't hurt us. Just rape our sex robots. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like there's so many... There's infinite possibilities. Like I feel like Doctor Strange saying that, but there's so many possibilities of what could happen in the future, man. It's it's hard to call, but as, although we do have tons of work to do in almost every factor of life, we are in the best place. That I like to think optimistically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as as North Americans that get to live in the privileged world that we live in, it's pretty good. Yep. And I I'm think going to a dark place thinking of like the people in the worst situations that are like, uh, no, this shit sucks. Yep. If, if you're a weaker or if you're a, you know, somebody living in the most torn, torn countries and stuff like that, like they could, they could say otherwise, but for the general population, if 5 billion people out of the 9 billion people on this earth are love and life in comparison to, the one billion when there was six billion. Not even love and life, just comfortable. Comfortable. You know what I mean? Like the fact that you're 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 able to just walk freely down the street, not be questioned. You don't have to worry about waking up here bombs. You don't have to wake up wonder where food's coming from. You don't have to wake up and try to clean water. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's so much shit that we don't have to worry about. But what is the perception of of not having hardship is is actually backwards. Like hardship is supposed to create a certain type of harmony with the rest of the world. And when everybody has it too easy, that but, means the world is just bound to crumble. That's unfortunately you know? what where we're at. I think it, with the current system that we run with and the only system that we're going to ever run with is capitalism. If capitalism is just a thing forever, then yeah, it's it's always gonna be that way. I think if you, you when you talk about a time before there was currency exchanged for stuff like and people were just sharing things with each other, yeah, great time. That was probably a great time, but it's like I, I don't know, I don't know. Imagine, imagine a world without cap. What do you think it would be like? I believe it would be like those uh, those indigenous people that um, Christopher Columbus was talking about when he first got here. And he's like, these Life people are perfect. Life here is harmonious, flawless. They share everything without question. They do this, they do that. And that is why we must kill them. 
<laughs> they will be easy to fool. <laughs> like this guy, the, the 360, thing. the I mean 180 that that guy took on that letter is still mind-boggling to me. Mind-boggling. That you couldn't just be like these people are too good to fuck with. Let's just keep let's just keep sailing. Maybe we'll hit Australia. <laughs> like fuck man. Uh man. But anyways, I digress. If they cancel Christopher Columbus, does that mean Columbia has to change their name? I have no idea. I, have, I don't. They should have probably already done that. But speaking yeah. of canceled white people, Justin Timberlake sold his catalog for a hundred million dollars. How it's do pretty we pretty mid-level pricing, if you ask me? Yeah. Now he I don't know sick. how it works with uh, NSYNC music. Um, because I do know he was a large uh, contributor to their music, <clears throat> both on the vocal and the writing. But I don't think he owns uh, like outright the Ensign catalog. Um, so if we're going just based on his shit, this is still low. <laughs> I'll say a hundred mil just based off of like the new country style album that he had. Like, okay, cool. You got your bag for that one. Did he? I don't know anybody that listened to that. and I don't know one song off that. But that's why. Like, if you sold that, if one of that, if that album that no one cared for got you a nice chunk of money, good on you, bro. Because that album, no one was buying that one. But that's not, that's not just that. He has tons of albums. He's got, what, four albums? Yeah. He's got, like, he's got, like, I love you. He's got suit and tie. Um, there was two of them, uh, the twenty no the twenty twenty experience part one and two. Then you have like I love you. You got um, uh, future sex love sounds. Um, yeah, future sex love and the country one. So he's got like six. So basically, let's do the math. What is Matt? What is uh, listen? Rock your body alone. Rock your body alone, bro. Senorita. <laughs> you got around what? 20, just under 20 mil per album? Probably. Gone. Here's my thing. He doesn't, his albums don't have that much replay value. Yes, they game. do. I, I find first. What? Future Sex Love Sounds first. is fire still. Dog, oh, nah, nah, nah. Listen, I, I may not be the greatest supporter of Justin Timberlake these days, but you're not gonna disrespect the early work like that, my man. Only Timberland and Pharrell stuff to me is the only stuff that he has that's replayable. That's then, the only stuff that's replayable to you. Yeah, one hundred percent for me at least. Timberland stuff and Pharrell stuff. All the other stuff mid. Is this Timberland or Pharrell? This is Pharrell. That's Pharrell. Alright. Hold on. Where is it? Oh, there's the album. Okay. Who made this? Timberland made this? Yep. This sexy bat oh yeah, the whole future did he do the whole future sex love sounds? Timberland? Did he do the whole that entire album? Maybe. So, I think so. 
the catalog deal the catalog deal is for the publishing rights but not the recording rights it means it only pertains to songs he wrote or co-wrote he wasn't a songwriter on some of the nsync's biggest hits like bye 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 and it's going to be me but he wrote and co-wrote most of his hits as a solo artist and those are the ones that are now yeah exactly yeah so songs like like this one it's something about you why you looking at me keep looking at me scared now this is pharrell right don't feel me baby these ones are not pharrell though or timberland this didn't age nice which one is that good thing is this timberland is this is that timberland It'd be it'd be anything anything he wrote or co-wrote that, it, like the yeah that's Timberland too yeah James Fontelroy co-wrote on that as well never knew that Strawberry Bubblegum big song big song hey pretty lady yo Timberland carried this guy's career. Collaborative partner. There's no, yeah, I don't know what songs you're going back and, and even finding that aren't Timbaland or Pharrell. <laughs> like all of these are Timbaland and Pharrell. All of them. And that's why those albums did well. It's those guys to me. Wow. Anything outside of, you know, these black producers was trash, was mid. And this is coming from an MMC fanatic. I grew up watching Mickey Mouse Club, so I ride or die for all the anybody that comes from the school of Mickey Mouse Club. Mm, interesting. Well, he is mid to me. It, I don't. I don't know any of his music outside of it. I'm realizing, <laughs> like, I, the man of the man of the woods is probably the only one that doesn't have Pharrell or, or Timberland. That's literally the only one. All the rest of them are are them. So that's why I was like, what? Justin Timberlake don't sound good no more. That shit sound fire to me. Cry Me River still goes crazy. Um, fire. But uh, yeah, no. I, Cry Me River is probably the one song that like for sure you should probably cancel. And I won't. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's a, re- I've always loved that song. It's a really good song. I, I'm sorry, Brittany. <laughs> Would that be considered a toxic song in today's day and age? Pardon me? Would that be considered a toxic song in today's day and age? I think so because of like the recent uh, documentaries about, uh, you know, the relationship him and Brittany had and how he continued to go on and slander her after, um, Continued to slander her after the relationship, unprovoked, uh, made that song, made everybody think certain things about her, kind of defamed her name and made her a little bit of a joke. Because before that, Britney was, I would say, perfect in terms of the media world. There was nothing she had done wrong. She was the virgin the Christian girl that was really good at dancing, um, could put on a hell of a show, did collabs with some of the biggest artists. Like she's it, up, up until Justin, she was perfectly fine. 
She didn't come out with I'm your slave, like her whole sexual. All that stuff came out afterwards, and it was kind of in rebellion, I feel like, um, to all the media stuff that was happening because she had the toxic song and I'm a slave for you, all that stuff. And she was growing up at that time, too. But Justin Timberlake kind of grew her up before her team could do it in a way that was, I guess, palatable, but... I always thought she went that direction because Christina was so dirty that they were like, we expect you to do this now. No, I don't doubt it. I think they were both bound to go that direction regardless. I just don't think she was going to go towards the Christina route per se. She was going to be grown and they were going to show it somehow. But I don't think she was going to go the Christina route until people thought that she had cheated and was already having sex. And then I mean, that innocent that innocent Britney went out the window. But it was also like the passing of the torch from Madonna, you know, to her. It was apparent in that, you know, kiss between But that was after everything. <laughs> that was after Slave for You and, and Toxic. Okay. Yeah. That was it, after. it almost seems like they were trying to groom her to be the next Madonna, either Christina or Britney. Britney probably more because they're like, she's not she's not as good a singer and, and whatnot. Like it was just a perfect fit. The industry just doesn't know how to just accept new things. That's all it is. That's what I've noticed in every facet of entertainment. They don't know how to accept and manage a new thing. They always try yeah. to recreate an old thing through the new thing. And because they're like, oh, proof of concept, it works. We've known it works. These are the stats. These are the data, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And so yeah. they don't want to take the risks because of the amount of money they're spending on these artists. Um, and the return that they know they could get from doing what they've already done before, it just, that's just how they move, bro. So like, no matter what, cause to me, Britney Spears is nothing like Madonna, nothing. No, nothing uh, Christina close. Aguilera, nothing like Madonna, absolutely not even close. And so for them to even groom them in that regard is just a sign of old people who should not be in decision-making positions, still there in gatekeeping and doing old shit. And then Lady Gaga came along. Um, yep. So, I mean, a lot of them are following, and I'll continue to say this, Lil' Kim, the blueprint of a lot, like, more than just rap girls. I think people need to realize that, like, what Kim did in her time, especially in the, in the 90s, early 2000s, is like it set the stage for artists in general. We're talking about an artist that were close with fashion houses and an artist that appealed to the gay community and embraced the gay community. Like you're seeing all artists do that now. That was Madonna them. though. Madonna, what with what? With the gay embracing the gay community. Oh yeah, yeah. Sexual. She I feel she was low Kim before Low Kim. I, I agree with that, but I mean, in terms of merging that with was Madonna. Well, I'm, maybe because I don't, I'm not well versed on Madonna. Was she um, huge in the fashion world before Lil Vogue. Kim? Vogue, yes. okay. Vogue. So maybe, yeah. maybe Madonna is the blueprint that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then Madonna, I guess Lil Kim is the hip hop version of that blueprint. Yeah, yeah, I can give her that. Okay, I can give it that. that makes a lot of sense because yeah, now I'm seeing like you know the. Cardi B's and the Meg Thee Stallions chilling and, and working with fashion houses and in the, the, 
the biggest designer brands. And then on top of that, um, the gay community um, embracing them and them embracing them wholeheartedly back and like specifically catering to them, unlike other artists in the same genre. You know what I mean? Like obviously you don't see male artists that are straight catering to the gay community when they make music. It's kind of just like it, it, you guys can join if you want. Like it's just just making music. But yeah. like Lil I would Kim, say for example Madonna, would throw in very Pardon me? I would say it was Madonna and then there was Janet Jackson. Okay. Janet Jackson kind of had a very similar trajectory and like path as Madonna but for black people. Okay. Um and then Lil' Kim hip-hopized it, if that's a word, mm. you know? Because that became the new pop culture music. Yeah. So, but I, I, because, yeah, you're right, in the sense that Lil' Kim was breaking barriers for female rap artists, and rap eventually became the new pop music. And Madonna and Janet Jackson were pop music of that time. Yeah. So, naturally translates it to hip-hop at that point. Yeah, exactly. Kim carries the torch from that point on. Oh, for a second, I thought you meant Kim Kardashian. For a second, I don't. I just forgot. Jesus Christ! (laughs) Speaking of Kim Kardashian, (laughs) poor Kanye, man. He's just got to just continue going through it. Skate taking his son out to museums and shit. Fuck it. Then little Kim, little Kim, (laughs) big Kim. Big Kim. Big Kim had this to say on her show. Me the time of day. It's not Kim. Hold on. Where is it? Me the time of day. So a few days later, I called the producer at SNL and I was like, hey, do you have Pete's number? And they were like, yeah. And I text him. I wasn't even thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to be in a relationship with him. I was just thinking like, heard about this BDE, need to get out there. Like I need to just like jumpstart my... I was just basically DTF. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah. Um, she was looking for BDE. Uh, Big Dick Here's- Energy is, is what that uh, stands for. And now, when you're looking for that line that Kanye used to talk about, I had a PhD, a pretty huge dick. Yeah. But that BDE is in was a, an energy that I guess Kim didn't care for because he's Kanye's BDE is like, I'm a billionaire. I'm going to take over the world. I'm going to be iconic. And Pete's is for like an actual big dick. <laughs> Trolling, stand-up comedy, live sketch BDE. No, I think it's more so that Pete actually has a big dick. I think that's what she's getting at. Because she heard, there's a rumor rumor going around about Pete's peen that she allegedly heard about. Mm -hmm. And that's why she's like, I was looking for that BDE. And I was like, where's Pete? I was DTF. All these abbreviations, <laughs> but yeah, I, well, <laughs> I don't know. I would throw up personally. I just I wouldn't want to hear that if I'm Kanye. No matter how much money I got, my I don't think I depend. It, it doesn't matter how much money you have as a man. 
your dick. That is a very sensitive topic. Yeah, but watch this. Now. Who am I doing this all for? <laughs> yeah, you're crying over her son receiving whatever through Roblox. Mm. Why crying these tears? Meanwhile, going on that same show and saying, I was looking for big dick energy. Well, I mean, I, I can Where see the difference. Him? Where you head at? I can see the difference. Like, they're not going to see this until they're way too old and by then pete's pete's daddy <laughs> pete's dad by that time so it's like, ew why you got ill this is what you guys talked about like it's not gonna be something that's scarring like seeing your mom have sex with ray j on roblox <laughs> that that is some real therapy moments for you right there um i mean this is the one thing i'll say like it seemed like she was not happy by every uh, all accounts of what I'm seeing with her and Pete. I've never seen her smile this much in years. <laughs> You're dating a comedian, of course. But it's not even just dating a comedian. Like people, people date non-comedians and smile just as much as she's smiling. I think it's literally like she was in a bad relationship. Like not just like a, a boring one. Like everyone's saying, but it was bad. If you're dating an egomaniacal man like Kanye, who's just like, I am a god. I am a god. And it's like, Kim, you don't know what you're talking about. I am a god. I dress you. I, I could see that being hard for a woman to, to get wet. True. So I get that. And she has her own money now. So it's like, what is the money to her? You know what I mean? Like, him being a billionaire doesn't do much for her. She can find a billionaire and be with a billionaire probably anywhere in the world. <laughs> it's Kim Kardashian. She knows probably a million billionaires. Here's my thing. She dated a guy. She get, dated a Chris Humphreys. Okay. Married. Married a Chris Humphreys. I feel, you know, look at Reggie the Reggie Bush. First Started, she started with a ragey, a toxic motherfucker, okay? That just laid down with that big dick energy. Mm -hmm. Went to Chris Humphreys. No, went to Reggie Bush. Or Reggie Bush was who it was? Yeah, she was with Reggie Bush for a minute, and that's when white girls started dating black guys. Boom. Because there was like two, she had two streak. And then she went, she started going lighter. Went to Chris Humphreys, mm -hmm. who was like a pusher. It's almost like she wanted toxic energy. And she wanted like, oh, I want athlete dick. Now I want. Well, Reggie Bush was a good guy too. Reggie wanted to like get married and settle down, and he actually did end up doing that with a girl who looked exactly like him. Like right afterwards. Well, there that is. Okay, so she wanted toxic. Then she wanted nice. And then she got another nice guy that was you know in Chris Humphreys. Who did she start dating after Chris Humphreys? Kanye. Kanye went back to. You know, this powerful, like, it's almost like Ray J. Then after Ray J, she went back to, like, it's almost like she's trying to find the spectrum and where she's at within the spectrum of dick. Um, I mean, that's what every girl does. I think she's, I think it's more so, like, I think the Kanye thing was uh, a power play at first that maybe eventually turned into actual feelings. I think they genuinely were in love, like, I don't I don't like to um 
like theorize on people faking marriages and stuff. I, I can't fathom people doing it. So like, I just say, yeah, they're in love. You know what I mean? I'm Plus, I don't know these people. So it's like, who knows? You know what I mean? But yeah, no, I feel like she, uh, with Chris Humphreys, it was just bad business. <laughs> I don't think there was any upside to that other than having a marriage. I mean, having a wedding on TV and front page of the newspapers and you're the talk of the town like and she's like okay did that next <laughs> you know what i mean like she was on a, and her mom on a quest for world domination i feel like mm. and kanye at that part, point arguably one of the most powerful one of the most prolific artists in the world um he just beat 50 cent who at that time, like, to think that you could beat 50 is insane. And then um, he drops all these incredible albums. Now he's a fashion head, and he's he's in the fashion world, and he's got great sense of style, which to Kim was probably very attractive, especially if you consider that women would make fun of the way she dressed prior to that. Saying she couldn't style herself and her stylist needed to be fired and yada. Kanye made her look good for years. And then mm. after the um they when they recently broke up or whatever, her first it, fit, people roasted right away. First fit that he didn't put her in. <laughs> people roasted it. And she's like, I kinda miss him dressing me because it's a lot harder than I thought, and yada yada yada. So it's like I don't know, man. These people, they, they take up way too much real estate in all of our conversations. I also think we're we're overlooking the fact that, you know, Kanye held the power in their relationship for such a long time that at, one, at some point she's probably going to be like, what's the one thing that can diminish his power? But why do you think he held the power? Because he was the, to me, like with music, with fashion, with all these things, it looked like, okay, you are the, obviously the true talent within this relationship. She's just a pretty girl that is a mogul through whatever she's done in her life, not to discredit her, but when they look at a person with real, true talent and power and influence. <laughs> not to discredit her, but let me look at someone with real talent. <laughs> You're completely discrediting her. She's, listen, she may not be talented in one area that we all admire, but she's talented in a in business, like in business. So, like, I'll give her that. So she right? has her but, own talent. But as but as far as within this power couple, like people all say, Kanye actually has a certain gift that is translatable into art, whereas hers is very like specific to money and optics and how she's able to flip how she looks in the media eye. So now you add this this new guy, Mr. P. Davidson, you want to disarm a man with a black man with power, find a white guy with a big dick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I can see that. But like, my thing is who needed who more in that relationship? I can't argue that Kanye needed Kim more. And I can't argue that Kim needed Kanye more. I will say that I don't think, I think the aftermath of everything would lead you to believe that Kanye needed Kim more than Kim needed Kanye. Because Kanye, I don't think, becomes a billionaire, at least not this quick, without the 
added spotlight of being with a Kardashian. You're talking about one of the most followed people on social media, period. Right? Yeah. yeah. You're talking about one of the longest running reality TV shows, period. And one of the highest rated reality TV shows in history. When you have that type of spotlight attached to you, there's so much more homes that now your music can get to and your words and your interviews can get to. And when you're in paparazzi, way more. Paparazzi never followed Kanye like that before. We never saw Kanye wilding out, breaking people's cameras and shit when Kanye was single or Kanye was with his ex-fiance. A lot of people don't even know what Kanye's ex-fiance looks like, bro. Kanye, well, if you, so what, Kanye's if spotlight Kanye grew was, immensely being with Kim Kardashian. If, if Kanye, like Jay-Z, got with another, like Jay-Z, Beyonce, Huge. That's another one where you say who needed who more. I can argue Jay Z needed Beyonce more, but who was the bigger artist? Jay Z. You see what I'm saying? It's Kanye's the bigger talent, but the the proximity to this person in particular is gonna skyrocket your shit and solidify you in in rooms you didn't know you could even get into. You see what I'm saying? People who didn't even know you exist or considered you to be a person of importance, someone they should even listen to speak. Now you're in those rooms because of the access you have with this person. Here's a question. If Jay-Z and Beyonce split up, can Jay-Z downgrade? Like Kim downgrade? Not saying Pete Davis is a downgrade, but a lot of people say Pete Davis is a downgrade from Kanye based off of like money accolade all those things mm-hmm. they could if kanye was to de- downgrade and he date did. another girl not kim he did which he did it did look it looked worse on him than it did on kim downgrading to pete because kim elevates whoever she's with kanye is not necessarily putting the girl that he's with in every picture and she's not with them everywhere they go they're not holding hands and presenting as an actual couple mm. Kanye's just with gal <laughs> you know what i mean like you've seen mm. him with probably three or four girls since and the one girl that he did pick up that was mediocre that he was holding hands and acting like it was his girlfriend she got elevated as fuck yeah julia what's her name julia fox that girl became the it girl for a solid two, three months. She's mm. still out here posing beside refrigerators, wearing the weirdest shit, going to grocery stores in all denim bikinis and shit. Like, she's reaching for all that fame right now. But Kanye leveled that girl up, bro. Real quick. <laughs> Real fucking quick. I guess he leveled up, you know, Amber Rose and, and all the women. He that leveled he was up with. every woman except Kim. The only thing he can say he leveled up on her is her fashion sense and her connection to the fashion world. That's mm. it. That's it. Mm. Amber Rose, he leveled her up in every facet. And there would be no... Wiz Khalifa would not have had his son had it not been for Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> Finding that girl in a strip club in Chicago. Like, do you understand? Oh, wow. <laughs> like... It's it's levels, man. It's levels. 
Um, but we do something here on our show each and every week. Each and every like week. Every week. We never miss it. It's absolutely never. solidified, obligatory. It every is week. our good youth good of, of the week. Such a good Such a good blood. Yes. Yes. Rotted. Rotted. Bumblehole. Good youth, man. Man. Such a good youth, man. A big youth, too. Um, this week's good youth of the week is none other than LeBron James. LeBron James. Um, the LeBron James Family Foundation announces it will build a multi-million dollar medical facility that will serve communities in Akron, Ohio. It do that once you become that billionaire status. Listen, I might have to move to Akron in the future if you keep it keep this up. Akron got the I Promise School. You got now you got a medical facility. Like, hey, Akron leveling up. Dave Chappelle might have a new neighbor. <laughs> How far is Yellow keep, Springs? You remember that that Akon Bone Thug song? It's hard. It's not gonna be so hard in Cleveland no more. I try so hard. Not, not to de- not to derail the Ohio love, but they actually Ohio just recently condemned the Canadian government and don't like Canada, and they actually banned Canadians to travel there because of the Canadian government. It's in the news. It happened two days ago. They actually as nigga, state, who the fuck want to go to Ohio, nigga? There it is. Thank you. Don't fuck. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You well, how about you just have to move to Akron to How about Obio, nigga? Obio your ass, nigga. I'm sorry. Um, that was yeah, they, they approved a bill that steers businesses that used to steer businesses to Canadian based companies and they banned that from happening. We don't give a damn, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. Boom. Um I promise healthy I mean LeBron James Family Foundation announces that I promise health quarters. Community Health and Wellness Center to offer medical, dental, optometry, and mental health support, along with on-site pharmacy and lab services in collaboration with Access Point, Coleman Health Services, and Pegs Foundation. That's amazing. That's amazing. Shout out to LeBron James. Um, real quick. LeBron James has been a good year of the week. I feel like this is a multiple. He's, listen, he's, he's gotten it quite a few times on, on this show over the years, man. He's, he's a... He's probably one of the goodest youths in sports history, to be honest mm, with you. Mm. Um, quick question before we go, before we head out of here. Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson. Okay. Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson. Verse KD, LeBron James, and Kobe Bean Bryant. Who's winning that three on three? Larry Bird, MJ, Magic Johnson versus KD, Braun, and Kobe. I'm picking KD, Braun, and Kobe. Yeah, is it a is it a make it and take it as well? My, I don't know. I don't know. Well, here my thing is, Magic Johnson is great with a team. Exactly. He needs five players on the court. Exactly. To be. He he was never a one on one type of guy. Yeah, yeah. Which is what three on three kind of becomes. It's very, it's hard to set a pick and roll when you only got one other man on the wing. See, I, I feel the mentality, the 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 fuck you mentality of of 
Larry Bird and Jordan can trump Mamba mentality. Okay. But KD's skill, height, arm reach, length, that defense Makes alone him an from anomaly. KD, Makes him an anomaly. You know, that's the X factor to me. Yeah. Like that guy already seven whatever with his wingspan. KD is a difference for me as well. I feel like if you match up Kobe against uh, Magic Johnson, um, I don't think it levels out, but I think it's not far off. I think Kobe gives him more buckets, but it's not far off. If I mean, you go LeBron and Michael Jordan, then I think those two cancel each other out. And then if you go KD and Larry Bird, I think KD's torching Larry Bird. KD's torching Larry Bird, but Larry Bird is also doing shit that KD's like, how the fuck are you doing this to me? Yeah, yeah. That was, right? that but, was Larry Bird's M.O. <laughs> yeah. But LeBron, so LeBron, because for me, it would be uh, obviously Michael Jordan, Kobe. They're the same person. They cancel each other out. LeBron versus Magic, they, they, they always consider those guys the same because they're past first guys. Yeah. yeah. LeBron's strength all alone. Sorry. Yeah. And, athletic, and then you got Bird versus KD. KD wins that. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is just such an unpredictable bastard, man. I just don't <laughs> like. That, he would do some crazy shit. Just that, like, and his will to not lose is something you can never underestimate. Like that, he's the yeah. one. He's the true X factor. Even though he's the guy that's like the guy, he's the X factor because if depending on if he has a good game or not determines everything. If he if he's making shots early in that game, sorry. It's over. <laughs> See, if they, if they replaced Larry Bird, or I'm sorry, if they replaced Magic Johnson with Wilt Chamberlain? Nah, they're getting I'm, slapped. They're getting slapped. Will Chamberlain, know, the Will Chamberlain played with Milkman. He's getting slapped up. I'm sorry. He's getting nah, slapped but, up. Wilt also didn't do very well in the playoffs. Horrible. Go back and look at and look at the actual stats. Like regular season, yeah, of course he slapped people, but like in the in the playoffs he was playing like, well go when, Bill Russell yeah he was then. playing well when niggas was not showing up to games on time and shit <laughs> niggas yeah. still had their had to be at their second job plumbing then playoffs came in from moving all the stuff that I had to at my job as a mover <laughs> as a minor <laughs> um but yeah definitely uh that's that would be a, a great battle that's one thing that I hope AI figures out not Allen Iverson, but actual artificial intelligence. Um, a way where we can see these games that we would be like, yo, I wonder how that would go. Because realistically, AI would be able to just recreate, well, not recreate, but would be able to just create that game for us to see how it played out. That would be interesting to see. But anyways, thank you guys. Another week, another banger. If you guys want to come through check us out tomorrow at winona barn lodge me and norma are on that show tomorrow um you have a second show tomorrow night as well too no uh yeah there's that i got uh oh shoot i do have multiple shows uh oh my god i got uh the corner comedy club will be doing that show and i'll also be doing uh the cottage the cottage yes yeah yeah so um, lots Lots of shows. Indeed, indeed. Shout out to Matt, who was uh, Toronto ultra out this weekend. Yeah, I went, I 
went to uh, the biggest esports event in Toronto's history, the Toronto Ultra Major Three Call of Duty League. So, essentially, yeah, fifty of the biggest uh, and best at Call of Duty currently, Call of Duty Vanguard, played for half a million dollars. Um, Was it nuts? The Toronto Ultra came in third. Um, they were just about to get into um, grand finals, and then they lost to Atlanta Phase. So the same. Uh, speaking of LeBron James, so Bronny is a part of Phase, and so. Um, the Atlanta team, because they all have, uh, they're all centered in cities. So Atlanta phase uh, actually beat Toronto, and they've been to a finals now this season three times, but they've never won it. They ran into the Seattle surge, and they lost in the grand finals. So yeah. was it intense? Yeah. Uh, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was four days. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, it was up at the Madame Athletic Center. Was it a for good turnout? Are, yeah, it was a huge turnout. Um, How many people uh, approximately? Um, it was uh, the Maple Leaf Gardens, the the um, renovated Maple Leaf Gardens, and it was like each day was like seventy five percent plus filled, and the last day was like filled to the brim. Sick. Um, yeah, and it was just it was an excellent showing. Um, shout out to everybody, security guards, staff, the pros that I've met, um, everybody in the media room. Um, you guys were phenomenal. They all know. Um, who I am in the podcast and all that. I made sure it was known, made space, you know, through elbows and whatnot. And, um, yeah, I got the Toronto Ultra and the champs Seattle Surge to say, uh, to answer Ja Rule or Nas. So that's coming soon as well. So. <laughs> dope, dope, dope. Yeah. Freaking, <laughs> you realize, that's so crazy. We were just talking about basketball. You realize they they just did that esports thing in the place where basketball began. Think about that. They had the, like, that's they had the, the historic first pictures. Off. Toronto yeah, versus Toronto New York Huskies. in that same building. Pretty yeah, crazy, that- man. Shout out to Carlton Street. Making history. And also, it's my birthday on Monday. I will be streaming twitch.tv slash vintage digital one. I'm doing a Fall Guys a thon. Fall Guys until there's no Fall Guys to be played. Um, you sub to my channel or donate $2.50. I add a game to the tally and I play until that tally is done. So that's once again twitch.tv slash vintage digital one. That's what's up, man. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Another week, another banger, another classic. I'm Marlon. I'm Norm. And I'm Matt. And that was the extra gravy. Scoot, scoot. Bomb, 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 bomb. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.